Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 193, and today I'll be talking about why I was so sure that Rose Quartz was Pink Diamond. I'm GC13, and yes, this is a bit of a victory lap, but again, I'm, I'm being magnanimous in victory. And since I know that the Rose Quartz is Pink Diamond theory was very contentious among the fan base, I mean, that anyone posting about it on the subreddit would get heavily downvoted and just have people saying all sorts of things about how very obviously incorrect they were. I mean, as far as the theory's detractors were concerned, it was just as incredibly obvious that the theory wasn't true as those who held the theory was true thought it was obvious that it was. But obviously, uh, in Situations like this, only one side can be right, and I happen to have been on the correct side. Thank you, thank you. Uh, But, again, why was I so sure? After the return happened, uh, based on Jasper's dialogue, we knew that there was a yellow diamond. And uh, then when Jailbreak aired afterwards, we saw the symbol on the ground in the room where Jasper and Garnet fought. And it had a white, a yellow, and a blue triangle. And There, our prophet Ronaldo was right about the Great Diamond Authority. I mean, that was, that was pretty much it. As, as soon as we noticed that, it's like, oh, you know, that there are three diamonds. Yellow, who we've heard mentioned, and then, of course, white and blue also. Even this was enough to have people start speculating about the existence of a pink diamond, just based on the existence of rose quartz alone and some of the other evidence we're going to talk about. But at least, you know, those had been the three diamonds that had been confirmed at the time. But then, uh, some episodes later, not too long, just a few, uh, Sworn to the Sword aired, and we saw the old Diamond Authority symbol, and it had a crumbling pink diamond. So uh, immediately, everybody's mind races. Hmm, what important characters to the series that we know who were pink? And we come up with, oh, hey... Rose Quartz was pink, she's very important to the series' backstory, and, crucially, uh, she's no longer around anymore. Although the symbol could have been crumbling for any reason, it could have been a civil war for all we knew, and she was, you know, kicked out of the Diamond Authority for rebelling against it. Now, uh, there were also some people who were like, oh, maybe Lapis was Blue Diamond. That personally never seemed very convincing to me, and that theory didn't go very far. I mean, nobody was surprised to see somebody other than Lapis sitting there passing judgment on Ruby and Sapphire. For one, we never got any indication that Blue Diamond was missing. Again, she's right there in the Diamond Authority symbol on the handship, although there were some murmurings, oh, did Yellow Diamond, you know, off pink, and, you know, she's trying to rule all by herself. And also, when Lapis asks, did you even wonder who I used to be? That doesn't really sound like her saying that I used to be somebody important. You know, this is less of a, do you know who I am? And it's more of a, I was a person, you know, before I was a mirror. Moving back to Rose Quartz being Pink Diamond, though, our mind also goes back to the mural in Sirius Stephen, and although it so far doesn't have any kind of meaning, it was very enticing at the time. Rose Quartz's symbol is a pink triangle, and the gem that she was fighting against had a triangle on her chest, as though it was some kind of a symbol. So very interesting at the time, even if it turns out to not actually have been correct. And that's not the only piece of evidence pointing towards Rose Quartz being Pink Diamond that will turn out to have been just a fluke. Then, of course, there was Watermelon Stephen, where Garnet ends it with Spoken Like a True King. And then you, of course, think back to how I already mentioned Sworn to the Sword, which was all about 
Pearl training Connie to be Stephen's knight. You know, he's her liege. And, I mean, who who in all of the fiction has all of the knights? It's always the king who has the knight. And then, of course, Pearl had the pink diamond on her spacesuit in Space Race. It really was staring us in the face the entire time. I mean, even before Sworn to the Sword, people were using the pink diamond on Pearl's spacesuit to argue that there had been a pink diamond, and of course it's only natural to assume that Rose Quartz was pink diamond since she is currently the one who Pearl serves. Although that could have been like, oh yeah, both of them served pink diamond. I mean, again, you can come up with alternate explanations for a few of these, but when you take them all together, I mean, I'm not even in this episode listing off, like, every exhaustive piece of foreshadowing. Like, I could have talked about Tiger Millionaire's backstory, and then what happened to Tiger Millionaire and Tiger Philanthropist when he took a dive to get out of something he wasn't interested in anymore. But, you know, that that's all interesting in retrospect. I'm talking about what was I thinking of? when I was so sure that Rose Quartz was Pink Diamond. I mean, even even when I was at my least confident in the theory, I was like 70% confident that Rose was Pink Diamond, but allowed a 30% probability that, okay, maybe it's something else. Anyway, all of that, all of that together was enough to make me be like, yeah, Rose Quartz is probably Pink Diamond. We didn't get the real evidence until later. Here, here are those other developments that got me, got me pretty sure. I mean, look at the, for instance, look in friendship in the colony ships that came down to Earth. They had pink gems inside of them, and we know that the diamonds are probably pretty vain, so pink gems probably means this was a pink diamond ship, and that says, okay, yeah, pink was probably here on Earth, you know. Uh, just uh, not necessarily Rose Quartz being pink diamond, but pink diamond was definitely on Earth, so it's important to the theory. And then in Back to the Barn, remember, Peridot calls Pearl a very fancy pearl, and we picked up on that right away. It's like, hmm, who would have a particularly fancy pearl? Probably a particularly powerful person. So that was uh, that was an excellent argument for pearl having belonged to Pink Diamond, and then you remember from Rose's Scabbard, which will become important again later, how just utterly devoted pearl is to Rose. I mean, it's it's also possible that okay, you freed me from Pink Diamond, and now I'm going to follow you with the same blind loyalty I once showed her. Possible, but again, all the evidence adds up. Probably my favorite piece of evidence was in, it could have been great, actually, when all of the gems are following behind Steven as they go up the stairs in the diamond base, and Peridot says, we are literally walking in the footsteps of the diamonds. As she follows behind Steven, I mean, come on, they, again, it was obvious. Then the new Lars happened, and it used the body-switching power that we first witnessed in Super Watermelon Island, and this one was another bit of a red herring. I was convinced that this was foreshadowing the way that Pink Diamond put herself into a Rose Quartz body, but again, it's just one of those things that pointed towards Rose being Pink Diamond, but turns out to have not actually been important to the theory. It's like a reverse red herring. It's an extra clue that you didn't need. And then when Bismuth is talking to Stephen, giving Rose's son the pep talk, she says that Rose Quartz had been made on Earth, but we already heard from Rose's words in both We Need to Talk and Rose's Scabbard that Rose was not from Earth. You know, she can't go back home, and she doesn't miss her home. Uh, people have also pointed out that in Greg the Babysitter, she says everything on Earth feels fast to me, you know, because she, she's not from Earth. 
Also know that uh, Jasper, as Peridot said in beta, is the ultimate quartz, and yet she's only really strong. Rose could raise armies of plants, generate bubbles, regulate the speed of her descent, bring things back from the dead, and apparently she would have also had the power to move her mind around. We're not sure if that's exclusive to Steven or not, but we're going to lump that in with her powers anyway. And then a, just an interesting thing to note right after Earthlings is when we officially hear about Pink Diamond. And uh, since we're since we're just putting it, I'll put in a couple other interesting notes that happened back-to-back, uh, so to speak. Um, it was never serious evidence, but do know that when Steven showed his gem to Eyeball, she did not agree that that's what a Rose Quartz gem was supposed to look like. And I, I never thought too much of it, but it is interesting to notice. Also interesting to notice when Steven opens up, Baby Steven in Three Gems and a Baby opens up his outfit uh, to expose his gem the it unnaturally opens up into a diamond shape again they were they were basically screaming at us that he was pink diamond's son and then when steven's dream comes around we see that steven is the only one who is able to sense the blues on the planet you know he can sense her tears none of the other gems can then we learn in lion 4 that rose has pink's ship stashed at her hoard. You would think that Homeworld would have tried to get that back if she had stolen it or something, but no, she just she just has it there. And again, you can think of any number of reasons why Pink's ship would have been abandoned. But again, just totality of the evidence. And uh, then when the trial airs, Yellow agrees with Bismuth that Rose was made on Earth. You know, she says, you're on our world now, like as, as though Rose has never been to Homeworld. And then in Jungle Moon, when that diamond dream, that the first diamond dream happens. She's getting from what we can assume is a first-person perspective based based on the end. But again, why why is Steven able to have such an intimate view of the diamonds? You know, able to look through Blue's eyes. Uh, some people actually did use that to disprove the meaning behind the dream. Just, oh, he was able to see through Blue's eyes and apparently kind of even control her uh, during that dream. Does that mean he's also Blue Diamond? Well, no, it just means he has a really good connection with the diamonds. But of course, you know, Garnet would try to downplay that. Oh, you have special empathy that none of us do. But she also specifically said that Pink Diamond was gone. And I think that's saying a little bit too much. I mean, I wasn't the only person who heard that and was like, okay, yeah, Pink Diamond is definitely not gone. I mean, again, allowing that, you know, she's not actually Rose Quartz. She's still definitely alive after... Garnet assures us that she's gone. But yeah, those are, this isn't an exhaustive list of all the evidence. Like I said, these are just the ones that had me so sure the rose was pink diamond. These are the reasons that I uh, really held on to that truth deep in my gut every time somebody said that, oh no, it's it's obviously not the case. You know, you're, you're just imagining things. I mean, remember, with Garnet being a fusion, they, they made that really obvious. As soon as we knew that fusion was a thing, you can think back to how she opened up the basement in Together Breakfast. Oh, she has two different gems, but they're the same color, even though they're different colors on the door. So you had some hard evidence like that. And you also had soft evidence, like in Stephen and the Stevens, how she's playing a guitar, which is a fusion of a guitar and a keyboard, for instance. Just, you know, minor things. Or like when Amethyst refers to her as the G-Squad in Monster Buddies. These are, these, these are just minor things, but they add up, especially when you have, you know, the harder stuff, like in Pink Diamond's case, just how many powers Rose Quartz had. But 
anyway, that was me uh, taking not quite a victory lap, but uh, explaining my thought process. Uh, maybe, maybe in the future we can have a, a bit of a discussion about why other people were not so convinced by the pink diamond theory. But until next week, I'm GC13. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.